Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. This is a place to get equipped to make a difference for the kingdom of God. So get ready to be empowered by this message. Who's ready for a, a corrective word of the Lord? You know, I explained last week as your shepherd, I get to go through things first. I, I kind of lost count, but I know that I was corrected at least five times this last week by the Lord. I was like, what, you have me on some kind of fast track or something? Like, my goodness. And I think he does have us on a fast track because, woo, the future is exciting. To be a part of the kingdom of God is exciting because we hold the answer. You hear lots of prophecies about the challenges that are to come. Those challenges are for the world, not for the kingdom of God. So we just got to keep ourselves in the kingdom so that we have the answers and we can save the world from their distress and bring them into the kingdom of God. And so the Lord is equipping us, and he is fast-tracking us to who we need to be. Anybody else get corrected by the Lord this last week? Yeehaw, right? May we find joy in his correction. May we be joyful when we're corrected. May we be joyful when we're persecuted. Okay. This is how the kingdom of God works. We become joyful about the strangest things. So let's talk about the kingdom of God. I love the kingdom of God. Last week, I revealed the most detailed explanation of the kingdom is what we would call the Sermon on the Mount. And then we read the whole thing from Matthew chapters 5 through 7. And now we're going to read Luke's account of this same sermon. And although it's not verbatim, Both Matthew's account and Luke's account of this sermon are 100% accurate. 100% accurate. Did you all know that this is what Jesus taught the disciples when they first started following him? It's like he recruited the disciples and then he gave them the Sermon on the Mount right off the bat. Can you imagine? Who are we following? What have we decided to do? But what he was doing is he was laying the foundation. These are foundational matters for building the kingdom of God. In other words, we can't skip over this stuff. We can't like do some of it and not do other things. We got to come to grips with the fact that our human ways don't measure up in the kingdom of God. Let me say that again, just to make sure you heard it. Our human ways do not measure up in the kingdom of God. They don't measure up. So we must abandon everything we believe that doesn't align with Jesus' teaching, and we must abandon it quickly. I'm getting out of there. I'm going over here to Jesus. Otherwise, we're going to end up living in the world's kingdom instead of God's kingdom. And where do you want to be? Is it better? Far. So let's dig in, starting at Luke chapter 6, verse 20. I'm going to read through the end of the chapter. So Jesus turned to his disciples and he said, so Jesus turned to No Limits Church and he said, God blesses you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. God blesses you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. God blesses you who weep now, for in due time you will laugh. What blessings await you when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man? When that happens, be happy. Yes, leap for joy, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, their ancestors treated the ancient prophets that same way. But what sorrow awaits you who are rich, 
for you have only your happiness now. What sorrow awaits you who are fat and prosperous now, for a time of awful hunger awaits you. What sorrow awaits you who laugh now, for your laughing will turn into mourning and sorrow. What sorrow awaits you who are praised by the crowds, for their ancestors also praised the false prophets. But you who are willing to listen, I say love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks. And when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. If you love only those who love you, why should you get any credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Whoa, man, Jesus just really like goes into this, doesn't he? Love them, okay. Pray for them, okay. Give money to them? You've got to be kidding me. Love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. And then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you will truly be acting as children of the Most High, for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. Aren't you thankful? Because at one point you were unthankful and wicked, and he was kind to you. You must be compassionate, just as your father is compassionate. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others, or it will come back against you. Forgive others, and you will be forgiven. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount that you get back. Then Jesus gave the following illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into the ditch? Students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own eye? How can you think of saying, hey, friend, let me help you get that speck out of your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite! First, get rid of that log in your own eye, and then you'll see well enough to help your friend. Did he say not to help your friend? No, he said judge yourself first. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Your words reveal what is in your heart. Oh, I didn't mean that. Huh? It's in there. It's in there. You better get it out. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. 
But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation, and then when the floods sweep down across that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. Glory to God. So now let's go back to that first part, and I'm actually going to read out of the Amplified Version. Just two verses, though, because that's equivalent to reading the whole chapter. So Luke chapter 6, verse 20 in the Amplified, it says, Blessed, happy, with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, apart from your outward condition. And to be envied are you who are poor and are lowly and afflicted, destitute of wealth, influence, position, and honors, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed, happy, with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, apart from your outward condition. And to be envied. Are you that hunger and seek with eager desire now? For you shall be filled and completely satisfied. Blessed, happy with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, apart from your outward condition, and to be envied. Are you who weep and sob now? For you shall laugh. The kingdom of God is reserved for those who are not spiritually arrogant. It's only for those who realize they are nothing without God. Have you realized that yet? It takes us guys a little time to get there. By default, we are arrogant people. And if you think, well, I'm not, you're probably the most. (laughs) We think we know what's best. We think our opinions are always right. We think people are doomed if they don't listen to our advice. Only when you rid yourself of this arrogance can you enter the kingdom of God. Because you first have to come to that very painful place where you realize, I am worthless without God. I have nothing to offer without God. My own ideas suck. As good as I think they are, they always end up in the same place. Suck. And not only are we arrogant by default, but then we go on to be trained to be arrogant by our school system, especially the colleges. I mean, have you ever met a college graduate with a chip on their shoulder? Someone who looks down on everybody else who doesn't have the same education as them? They're trained to be that way. It's, they're trained to be that way. And then our arrogance, we go out into the world and our arrogance is multiplied as we take pride in our achievements. Look at what I've done. Look at what I've done. And the more we succeed according to the world standard, the more arrogant we become. Just making sure we're having fun. (laughs) We become wise in our own eyes. We look at what we've accomplished and we say, look at these results. Clearly, I know what I'm doing. Everybody should listen to me. Kate, I would never think such a thing. Right. Right. You know, I've noticed something peculiar about God. He never looks at a person's resume to determine if they're qualified for a position in his kingdom. (laughs) Never does. He's not examining skills and abilities. Let that sink in. He's not examining skills and abilities. And this messes with us. I mean, we're all tied up in the world system, which is about what? Skills and abilities and knowledge and accomplishments. 
Yet God looks at none of that. How can this be? Because there is one qualification God's looking for. Have they come to the end of themselves? Just waiting. Have you come to the end of yourself yet? Have you realized that you're worthless without God? Have they finally realized that their own righteousness is as filthy rags? When God called me to pastor this church five years ago, I had zero skills in public speaking. Zero. I was a worship leader. I knew how to sing. I did not know how to speak. I was unqualified. I was young. Y'all, I wasn't even 30 yet. I wouldn't have hired myself if I was the one doing the interviews. (laughs) Just being truthful. So imagine my shock when I heard the call from heaven that day. When I was out hiking, the Lord placed the pastoral mantle on me. I felt it drop down from heaven. And I looked around for somebody else, like this was for somebody else. But I mean, it was just me in the forest. Do you know why God calls those that we would deem unqualified? Do you know why he does that? Exactly. They have to rely on him to accomplish what he's called them to do. They have no skill. They have no experience. They have no accomplishments to lean on. They have nothing but God to lean on. So as I choose leaders and elders for our church, I'm not looking at skills. I'm not looking at abilities. That's the world's system, and it's a great way to appoint the wrong person. Have you ever seen that happen in a church? The wrong leader gets appointed because they were so skillful and they were so vibrant, and they talked a good game. And then what happened? Yikes. I'm simply listening from heaven. Hey, Lord, who have you called to be elders and leaders in our church? And I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And so far, he's revealed one of our elders. Even though when we did our 10 days of prayer and fasting, I wanted him to reveal all of them. He's revealed one of our elders, and it's Tim Coleman. Tim Coleman, he's our evangelist. And he's anointed for the job. The Lord has given him the anointing. So we have to make room, because you know what an evangelist does. He goes out, and he brings the people in. He goes and fishes. That's why we have to make room for what's about to come. And Tim, I'm going to be honest to illustrate a point. Don't take offense to this. I didn't think you were ready yet. I was waiting on those skills and experience to develop. You see, because this was before I I got this message. I don't know if you guys realize this, but when the Lord gives me a message, he's teaching me too, and then I come and teach you. I'm up here learning from what the Lord's speaking through me. So it shocked me the day the Lord shouted within me, Evangelist Tim, come forth and answer the call. Step into what I've prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Receive my anointing. It came as a shout within my spirit. And looking back, I don't know why I was shocked. I've never been qualified for what the Lord asked me to do. Not one time. Never been qualified. I was simply obedient. Knees shaking. Okay, Lord, I guess I'll do that. And he's always been faithful to give me the desire and to give me the power to do what pleases him. What you experience today is a result of the Holy Spirit developing me into what he needed me to be as a pastor. I didn't have it before I started. 
I had to take, I had to step into obedience saying, I don't have anything to offer, but here I go. And he gives you the desire and the power. The moment we start to qualify or disqualify people based on skills, knowledge, and experience is the moment that we step out of the kingdom of God and back into the world system. Blessed are those who realize that their skills and their knowledge and their experience cannot earn them a place in the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who realize that their skills, knowledge, and experience experience cannot earn them a place in the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who are not arrogant. You see, arrogance is a perversion of confidence. It's when you trust in yourself instead of trusting in God. That's the difference. We should be confident in who God is and what he does through us. But we should never be confident in ourselves and our own abilities. That's called arrogance. Arrogance is whenever you toot your own horn, look at what I did, instead of bringing glory to God. When you try to promote yourself based on your accomplishments, watch out. Or as Jesus would say, woe to you who do that. When you feel a desire to let everybody know how skilled you are, watch out. Woe to you. Blessed are you who are poor in spirit, those devoid of spiritual arrogance, those who regard themselves as insignificant, for the kingdom of God is yours, both now and forever. Who does the kingdom of God belong to? Only those who have figured out they are nothing without God. This is the entrance into the kingdom of God. Step one, yeah, I want all the other stuff in the kingdom, but I don't want to do this. This is the entrance into the kingdom of God. Only those who feel no need to bring attention to themselves will enter the kingdom of God. There's a fabulous prayer on this subject in a book titled, Pray the Word for Your Church. Donna bought these books for us and gave them out. How many of y'all got a copy of this? Is there anybody who would like a copy of it who didn't get one? There you go. That answers your question, Donna. She's going to order some more for you. You bring them next week, you think they'll get here that fast? Okay. This book is just like, woo! If you, if you got this book, you should start reading it, because it's, woo! You'll see. I'm about to read a prayer for you. Woo! This is good. This, cha- this prayer is called Choosing Humility. Heavenly Father, your word admonishes us to clothe ourselves with humility toward one another, that you oppose the proud but give grace to those who are humble. By the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, teach my church this way of living out Christ with one another. May we put aside our self-serving ways and choose to consider each other's needs first. Have you ever prayed that on your own? That's why I'm telling you, you get this book out, you're like, what is coming out of my mouth? May each and every one of us in my fellowship of believers be determined to keep the unity of the Spirit. Father, I ask you to destroy all gossip all envy, all strife that is yet among us. Keep us from judging one another. And Father, I ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the stronghold of pride be broken among us and all ways that it is evident in our lives to be destroyed. From our need to be right and our opinions to be validated. Oh Lord, save us. <laughs> I mean, that's what, there's some good one-liners in here. Let me just read that one again. I mean, this one's just like, good. From our need to be right. Anybody? 
from our opinions to be validated. Anybody? Lord, save us from this. From our prejudices and preferences. Oh, Lord, save us. From our sense of entitlement. Oh, Lord, deliver us. For our refusal to serve and to use our gifts for the kingdom purposes. Oh, God, forgive us. For our lack of repentance and brokenness before you. Oh, God, have mercy on us. It is written, Father, that the sacrifices that please you are a broken and contrite heart. And so I ask in agreement with your word that we might become a people marked by repentance and humility before you. May the very meditations of our hearts be brought under the rule and reign of the Holy Spirit. And every thought that keeps us enslaved in prideful living be taken captive in the name of Jesus. Teach us as a church community to follow the example of Jesus, our Lord and Master, who humbled himself and became a servant, washing the feet of those that he led. Strengthen us by the Holy Spirit to follow his example, that our relationships with one another might also be defined by this towel and basin humility. May we serve each other out of love for Christ. Oh God, help us in our weakness. Teach us to walk in your way, that as a community of faith, we might move forward in humility together in the kingdom work that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amazing, right? And that's just one of 30 prayers that are in this book. And they are all that hard-hitting. So good. So there's another section of this that I want to look at in the Amplified Bible. So back to Luke 6, verse 24. I don't know why I took my bookmark out. You guys got to wait for me to actually turn the pages now. I try to not give you time to get distracted. But maybe that was good. Luke chapter 6, verse 24. (laughs) But woe to you rich, abounding in material resources, for you are already receiving your consolation, the solace and sense of your strengthening and cheer that comes from prosperity, and have taken and enjoyed your comfort in full, having nothing left to be awarded to you. Woe to you who are full now, completely filled, luxuriously gorged and satiated, for you shall hunger and suffer want. Woe to you that laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep and wail. Woe to you when everyone speaks fairly and handsomely of you and praises you, for even so their forefathers did to the false prophets. Mm. Woe to you. Woe. So he's, he's issuing a very stern warning to three groups of people. Number one, those who trust in their money. Number two, those who self-indulge. And number three, those who everybody loves. That third one looks misplaced, right? Is this not what American culture is trying to get you to become? In our culture, we think more possessions will satisfy. We think we have the right to indulge ourselves. I just need my me time. I need to indulge in a vacation because I've earned it. We think we have the right to indulge ourselves. And we think that a Christian is somebody who doesn't ruffle feathers. (laughs) We think that a Christian is somebody that everybody loves. If you want to live in the kingdom of God, you have to deny all three of these things. You have to push against culture. You have to become somebody who is not loved by everybody, but rather persecuted. 
Yeehaw! Yes! Persecution! Come my way! Exactly. You must be on all of that. Like you have to rejoice when you're persecuted for following Jesus. Because why? A great reward awaits you in heaven. Seriously, if you have this right perspective, you get persecuted, you're like, whoa, I just got another reward. You get persecuted again, I got another reward. Now I'm not talking about being persecuted for being mean. I'm talking about being persecuted for following Jesus. The kingdom of God is a peculiar thing. It requires us to abandon human understanding and embrace these wild teachings of Jesus. So if you're willing to obey what you read in this Sermon on the Mount, think about it. If you're willing to obey, I want you to stand to your feet. Because you know what God does when we choose to obey. We talked about it last week. He updates your desires. You have to obey first, but when you obey, he updates your desires. So Lord, I ask you to update our desires for everybody standing right now. They have chosen to obey these teachings that are contrary to human thoughts and human wisdom. Lord, we will obey what you teach us. So now we ask you to update our desires so that our desires align with your desires. Do it supernaturally now, Lord. Update our desires. I believe that you have done a supernatural work in this place. That from this day forward, as we move into these things and we obey what you've taught us, that it becomes something that we want to do, something that brings us great joy. Because you've updated our desires. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the supernatural work that took place in our hearts today. We receive it. We realize we are nothing without you. We cannot do this in our own strength. We need you. We need your power. We need your strength. So we give you access and we surrender. We surrender. We surrender. We surrender our arrogance. We surrender our pride. We surrender our desire to always be right. We, we surrender our desire for our opinions to always be validated. Lord, we surrender. We surrender to you. You are king. You're not looking for our opinions. You're looking for us to obey. Because when we obey, we step into the kingdom. And when we're in the kingdom, we're blessed. We're healed. We're delivered. When we're in the kingdom, it's just the most amazing thing. So we enter into the kingdom through humility today. We humble ourselves before you. I know it seems like a simple action to just stand up. But when you stood up, a supernatural work took place in your heart. And you take that away with you. And you do not ever be condemned for the way that you used to behave. If you're one of those who realized, you know, I was arrogant today. Do not be condemned for how you acted before because this is the change moving forward. He never condemns you. He never expects you to hold on to regret. He never expects you to pay with your regret and your shame. He wipes it away. Get rid of, get rid of the shame. Get rid of the regret. The Lord is interested in swift corrections. He comes in. He reveals the correction. You make the decision to obey. 
He updates your desires. You move forward. That's it. That's it. Simple. Easy. What's your role in that? Obey. That's it. Obey. Yes, Lord. You know better than I do. And he swoops in, he updates your desires, and on you go. From the, to the next glory, and to the next glory, and to the next glory. I want to make sure you get that. Do not waste time in shame and regret. Not one minute. Not one minute. I rebuke every condemning spirit. In the name of Jesus, you must leave. Thank you, Lord. Man, Lord's good. Woo! Rejoice in correction, for it means the Lord loves you. Rejoice. Man, that was good, wasn't it? Help us get God's word out to everyone who needs it by partnering with us financially. Your generous giving is what enables us to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Visit nolimits.fyi to give securely online. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a message. And thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.